Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready, and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914. 800-913-8914. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Moving can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And at Moving APT, we specialize in taking the stress and strain out of your move. Whether you have a one-bedroom apartment or a 10-bedroom mansion, you can feel safe and confident that Moving APT will get the job done. On time, hassle-free, and at the guaranteed lowest price. That's right, we will meet or beat any quote. That's our price match guarantee. At Moving APT, we never sacrifice quality or service. 
Licensed, bonded, and insured, you always get the best price. So if you're planning an out-of-state move within the next 30 to 60 days and you need a full-service moving company, you owe it to yourself to give us a call. We do it all, packing all your belongings, moving and unpacking. Leave the stress and strain behind and call Moving APT, America's number one interstate movers, now. For a free quote, give us a call. 800-209-9350. We're back live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border. iHeartRadio today, also AMFM, 247.com, KJAGRadio.com. We've got a tremendous guest with us today. Go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Tell us all about yourself. <laughs> My name is Jack Williams. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm a singer, songwriter, composer. Well, uh, tell us how you got started in the music business, my friend. Tell us all about it. Well, I got started in the music business working with The Who, and I uh, got a publishing deal working with Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend, and and then from there, I started working with Uriah Heat. They cut a bunch of my songs, and um, I was the first one to, uh, first guy that wasn't in the band, to get my songs recorded by Uriah Heep. And then I worked with quite a few people in England, came back here and started writing country music in Nashville and um, and just stayed in Nashville and ended up writing all kinds of music and uh, got various people to do, like Greg Allman cut my songs, Blackfoot cut my songs, Oak Ridge Boys cut my songs, Montgomery Gentry. And now I'm trying, I'm working um, on on TV and film, and and I've got a new video out that we did called Wonderful World. I did a cover of it, and uh, for TV and film, and people seem to pretty much be enjoying it. Fantastic! We've got a tremendous guest with us today. Joins us live here on our big broadcast. Tell us about this. Uh, what a wonderful world! This music video. Tell us all about it. Well, it started out. My publisher. Um, Anthem Entertainment, they wanted me to do a do my own version of Wonderful World because they, they, they wanted to have a different version of it to pitch to TV and film. And so we did a different version of it. Um, have you heard it? We're, we're going to play it here in just have a few you? moments, my friend, for the world. Okay. Uh, okay, well, after we did it, my producer, Adam Box, he's also the drummer for the Brothers Osborne, he said, let's do a video of it. And so we ended up doing a video and um, released it last Friday, and it seems to be doing great. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, tell us about your songwriting process. What's that like for you? I pretty much come up with an idea. I have a, I have a, I have a book of titles. Every time I hear something that seems like it would be a good title, or if I'm watching a movie or I hear a conversation and I hear a title that resonates with me, I write it down and then and then on a day that it's it's a day to write, I'll just go through my titles and see which one hits me for that day. Uh, we just wrote a song the other day, a brand new one called What's Left of My Soul and it's 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 about a guy that gets to the end of the line and, and what he's headed toward the end of the line and got a lot of baggage and Lost a lot on the way there, and he just says to God, he said, just get me to, uh, just get me a door of heaven with what's left of my soul so I can make it in. And 
I've been, I've been writing with Kevin Costner quite a bit. He's got a song. We've got a song together on my record that's coming out, and I've got three songs on his on his stuff, and and I've got a song in Yellowstone with him and his daughter, and uh, that's what we do. We just come up with an idea and, and try to run with it. Fantastic. We have got a tremendous guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. Jack Williams with us today. He is tremendous. So uh, tell me about some of your musical heroes and influences. Well, I'd say my biggest songwriting influence or my, my two major songwriting heroes is Don Henley and um, Ken Hensley. And Ken Hensley was the lead writer and keyboard player in, the, in Uriah Heep. And, and back in the day of Uriah Heep being one of the big four, Led Zeppelin, Uriah Heep, Black Sabbath, and Deep Purple, um, he was writing some very melodic, great lyrics. And then, of course, Don Henley and Glenn Fry were white, writing for the Eagles. And, and I just... Between them and Lennon and McCartney, I got a pretty good education early on in life. Tremendous, tremendous. Well, how do we get a hold of you on social media, my friend, and websites, everything? Yeah, I've got a. I've got my website is um, is uh, hjackwilliamsmusic.com, and all my social media is. Under Jack Williams, Jack Song 50 is usually the handle for most everything. But the website is a great place to see what's going on. I've got a lot going on. You can see the links right to the video. And um, and the videos on YouTube and on the Wonderful World videos on all platforms. So it's out there to be seen and, and hopefully heard. Awesome, awesome. So, 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 what's been the uh, reception you've gotten to your music so far? So far, everybody's loving it. I mean, I am shocked too because you have to understand that up to about two years ago, all I did was write songs for the people to record. I never did my own stuff, and um, I was pretty much, to be honest about it, I was I was scared to sing my own stuff. I didn't think my voice could do the job. But then uh, a couple of major influences in my life talked me into doing it and that's what we've been doing for the last year and that seems to be getting a lot of attention more than not it's shocking me more than i ever expected people seem to like my voice and that's uh, been the biggest surprise of all awesome awesome h jack williams with us today he joins us live here on our big program coast to coast border to border on ir radio amfm 247.com where are you at we are live, my friend. So, um, I know, but where are you at? What? Where are you? Where do you broadcast from? We are all over the country on fifty plus AM FM stations today on iHeartRadio. Uh, H. Jack Williams with us today. We love H. Jack Williams. So, um, H. But before we let you go, my friend, um, what's next for you as an artist? Say that one more time, please. What's next for you, H. Jack Williams, as an artist? Releasing my new album. We're in the middle of my new album, and um, it, it's uh, we've got some guest players on it. I got a couple friends of mine from Leonard Skinner going to play on it. I got a friend of mine, Drew Smithers, 
who's going to play on it, and Tim Quick, and um, we just got some uh, Heidi Newfield's going to play on it. She wrote a couple songs with me on it, and uh, that's what we're in the middle of recording right now. And hopefully, that's the next thing that's going to happen. Awesome. Well, we're going to play your latest. What a wonderful world. Thanks for doing this, my friend. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, brother. There he goes. H. Jag Williams. There we are. It is.
Moving can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And at Moving APT, we specialize in taking the stress and strain out of your move. Whether you have a one-bedroom apartment or a 10-bedroom mansion, you can feel safe and confident that Moving APT will get the job done. On time, hassle-free, and at the guaranteed lowest price. That's right, we will meet or beat any quote. That's our price match guarantee. At Moving APT, we never sacrifice quality or service. Licensed, bonded, and insured, you always get the best price. So if you're planning an out-of-state move within the next 30 to 60 days and you need a full-service moving company, you owe it to yourself to give us a call. We do it all, packing all your belongings, moving and unpacking. Leave the stress and strain behind and call Moving APT, America's number one interstate movers, now. For a free quote, give us a call. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. At Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private healthcare is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready, and health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is $35,000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914. 800-913-8914. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer.
We are going to go try to get our second guest in here. But uh, why why I do that, uh, Dan? What 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 did you think of the conversation, my man? Well, I'm very familiar with his organization. I've I've followed it for a number of years. Um, we don't necessarily um, uh, agree with everything, uh, yeah. but there's a lot of common ground that we have. Um, I, I I think we we both agree that the the debt from the Biden administration is going to be brutal, and uh, it's going to be it's going to bring our economy really down. I just don't know how long it will take before the capital markets wake up and say, we're now 100% debt to GDP. And once we cross over that number, once it becomes more than 100, Jim, we become a developing nation. Yes. Because of, because of the debt. So I, I, I am very concerned about it. And, and I, I think that... Um, as much turmoil as we have in the markets, we have in our economy and we have in our government. And, you know, it's it's now coming up to three weeks that um, Biden's been president. And and basically, uh, he still doesn't understand why 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump are not supporting him. <laughs> and, and, he, and he's got he's got. 15,000 National Guard troops in Washington to protect him. So that should tell him something. But <laughs> where is where has he gone since he became president? Did you know how many times he left the White House? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think he's he's he, he's done much. <laughs> he's, he left the White House two times. One, he went to Walter Reed, and we don't know why. Well, and then he went too. back to Wilmington. That but too. They count those as trips. So. He's not going anywhere. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we have got Perfect. a... Ari, can, can you hear us, my friend? Yeah, who's this? This is James Lowe. We had a uh, scheduled interview, so I was just giving you a call. How are you? Hey, how you doing? What's going on? We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Ari Hoffman is with us. He is the associate editor and Seattle correspondent for the Post Millennial, and uh, he joins us today here on our big program. We also have the great Dan Perkins with us as well, best-selling author, and of course our uh, regular compadre IQ Al Rizzoli. And um, so, Ari, uh, you have got a a lot of different things going on. Tell us. Uh, a little bit about th th this impeachment is uh, going on today. We've also got a regime change, social media censorship, military occupation. Uh, this sounds like democracy, doesn't it, sir? Yeah, it's a pretty fun day out there. I wouldn't really know <laughs> if I would call it impeachment. I'd more likely to be called political theater. Yes. But yeah, that's what we're watching on TV today. I mean, we know what the end result of this is going to be. So this just seems like a waste of everybody's time. If they don't want President Donald Trump to ever hold office again, then work against him at the ballot box like we saw how effectively they did that by bragging about it in a recent Time magazine issue where they talked about fortifying the election. So if you want to beat him that way, just do it that way. But this seems like a wasted effort that everybody knows how it's going to end. Uh, Dan Perkins, do, do, do you have any questions here for for Ari while we have him here? I don't I don't know if Dan can hear us. Dan, can you hear us, my friend? I don't. He changed his headset. He he moved he moved to his headset and. Uh, yeah, he changed it. I I I I don't think he can hear us. 
Um, well, Ari, uh, t- tell us about your website and the post-millennial and, and, and everything else that's going on with you. Sure. Post-millennial covers all of North America. We cover a lot of Canada stuff, too, which a lot of other news agencies in America don't. So we go across the border. We cover everything that's going on, no matter how crazy it is. And you'll see a lot of reporting from us that you won't see from anybody else. I didn't see anybody except for maybe a small piece of Fox <laughs> News and Newsmax talk about yeah. the riots or, I'm sorry, the peaceful protests in Washington, D.C. <laughs> this past weekend. Didn't see anything about that. Nobody's covering that, but we're covering that. And we make sure that we, you get the news from us that you're not going to get anywhere else. Fantastic. Right, that, does that mean you are in the alternative media? Oh, I'd say whatever you consider not the mainstream media. But, yeah, that's what we try to do. People got a lot of choices these days. I like that we have a news buffet. Fantastic. Because that's there awesome. aren't many of you. There aren't many of you. That's the trouble. Yeah, well, that's why we're trying to be more of us. There needs to be more of us. There needs to be more voices. That's why I try and talk as often as possible. I think my wife says I talk too much, but, you know, do what I can to get the news out there. <laughs> James, do you me- please do me a favor later on. Will you send me a link? Yes, I will I, I will get you all of his information. I, I, I will get that to you in email, because my friend. I'm sure he speaks my language. <laughs> very, very much so, very much so. <laughs> Ari Hoffman with us today. AriHoffman.org is uh, his official website. Dan, can can you hear us, my friend? Or yes, I can. Perfect, perfect. Because uh, I, I I wanted to know if you had any questions here for Ari while we've got him. I I did. I was lis- I was listening to his comments and um I was struck about what he said about wanting more voices out there. Do you think that the the persecution of people's rights to t- express their own opinion is going to get worse than it is right now? A hundred percent. This is what happens when people feel threatened. Think about a wounded animal. It fights back even harder, and that's what's happening with the mainstream media right now. The reason they're trying to come down on everybody and censor them is because there's so many other places they can go. Forget the media for a second. Just look at TV with all the different streaming services that are out there. Look how far ratings have fallen. Look what happened to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl had its lowest ratings since 2007. Now, there's a lot of contributing factors for that, but you got to look at the big picture. They are the mainstream media is a wounded animal right now and they don't like that others are threatening their right to talk as they see it they think they are the true arbiters of truth and justice in the american way and that their their narrative is the only one that matters and they're really threatened by the fact that so many other alternative media sources exist these days look what happened with the new york post and social media they wouldn't have gone that far to shut it down unless they thought it was a threat do you think that what we're also seeing it is a, a changing of the guard of influence from from traditional mainstream media to social media having a greater power. I think we're already there. I think we're already there because most people aren't buying the newspaper every morning on their way to work. They're looking at their phones and they're going to sources they want. And a lot of them just get them through these apps that pull the sources they like. So they're reading one article from this and one article from that and another article from this. I mean, for example, the New York Post has the best sports section in New York. But, you know, some people don't like their headlines, but they'll read it for the sports section. Now they can get just the sports section without even buying the paper. We're already at a place where they can get the news wherever they want. Do they want to get it from Twitter? Do they want to get it from comedy shows? That's where we're at. That's what the new reality is, the new normal, I should say. So do you, do you see um, 
that the they're gonna that the news media is going to have to get even more hostile? I don't think they should be getting hostile. I think what they should be doing instead is finding new ways to branch out. I mean, imagine for a second if the New York Times hired Ben Shapiro onto their editorial staff. You got to think about it that way. They should say, we're done having this one opinion. We're going to get somebody else there. I saw a great cartoon a couple weeks ago where it's a husband and wife sitting at the kitchen table and she says, honey, why is the paper so thin? And he says, because they're only telling half the side of the story. See, there's not room for difference of opinion these days. You have to buy into whatever the narrative is that these outlets want you to push. And one of the things I'm very fortunate about in working for the post-millennial is when I pitch them things, they're like, sure, go ahead and write it. And even if it's not 100% in the direction of the stories they usually go, they like differing opinions. And I wish more places were like that, and they'd get more viewership, more listenership, more readership that way. I, I, I write for 30-plus blogs all over the country. And um, I, I'm surprised because my publisher will send out a blog that I've written uh, at, at 8.30 in the morning and by 9 o'clock it's gone or sooner. And it's, you know, Clash Daily or it's, it's The Hill or, or, or many other sites are just like they're starved for alternative thoughts. And I'm not politically correct. I've never been politically correct. And I... I've been uh, quite vocal in terms of criticizing the mainstream media. And, you know, I, 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 I wonder how, these, how it's going to survive. I mean, I, I was going to say when you said Ben Shapiro working for the New York Times, I said, well, we need to go out and check and see if the, the lake in Central Park is frozen over because that's when it'll happen that Shapiro would ever write for the New York Times. I, I just can't see them. Um, I don't see them ever changing their spots. I see. Well, them- let me let me interrupt you for one second there. Don't forget, last week there was a whole blow up, and talking about Shapiro specifically, where he wrote for Politico for one day as a guest editor, and their newsroom went nuts. Other people read it, but their staff members are the ones who went crazy. Mm-hmm. And look at the attention they got just over that. That mm-hmm. shouldn't have been news. That should have been this is what we're supposed to do. And instead, everybody went ballistic. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it, it's amazing, you know, and I, 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 I look at, I look at what's going on and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have intelligent conversations with people about the constitution. And, and for 25 years, I was a merit belt counselor for the Boy Scouts of America. And I did five major merit badges, one of them being citizenship in the nation, which was the study of the bill of rights and the declaration of independence in the constitution. And, um, so I have, I have a lot of experience dealing with the constitution and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at the pushback that I'm getting from people, uh, friends and neighbors. When we talk about this, how do you impeach, how do you impeach a person who is no longer president? How do you do a presidential impeachment of somebody who's not a president and expect it to be constitutional? And if you've got a process articulated in the constitution that says if you're going to hold an impeachment trial the trial judge is the is the chief justice of the supreme court and the chief justice says i ain't going to do this one so right uh, there's they don't care there there is a a disdain disrespect uh and trashing of the constitution that has served our nation probably better than any other 
legal document uh, of any other nation around the world. Yet the Democrats seem to have no compunction about destroying it. Um, and I, and I, I find it, quite honestly, sad as a person who spent three quarters of a century in this country uh, growing up and seeing what happened to, to see the, this incredible disrespect for law and the Constitution. It, it just, it's just amazing to me. Well, think about what's going to happen next. Eventually, the pendulum swings back. So now that they got rid of Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I think should have had her committees removed for her remarks, but I think the Republicans should have done it, that now what's going to happen is, are the Republicans going to come when they're in power and say, goodbye, Ilhan Omar, goodbye, Rashida Tlaib, goodbye, AOC? The precedent they have set is scary because the Democrats don't think four or five moves ahead. They think about the moment, and that is the precedent they have set for whatever the next cycle is. But I would, I would, I would say to you, um, I've thought about what you're talking about a lot. I haven't written about it yet, but I've thought about it, and I honestly believe Republicans just don't do those things. Now, maybe they're, maybe they will, but his, history has shown that the Democrats have always been the aggressor, and the Republicans have been the capitulators. I mean, theoretically, you could say. That if the if the House changes in 2020, and you have a Republican House, that they should impeach Joe Biden for the time that he was um, vice president of the United States, for what he received in compensation and 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 money through his son, but they won't do that. And the Republicans, you you're right, they should have re- removed her from her committees, but they didn't do it. They're not confrontational yet. And until well, I they think be- the problem is, yeah, they're por- pushing them into that. That's what I'm concerned about. They're pushing them into that corner. If you read that, art, that piece in Time magazine where they bragged about how they, I don't want to say rigged the election. Let's use their word. It fortified the election. And the New York Times, I'm sorry, the uh, Time magazine is not known as a right-wing organization. This is or people taking a victory lap and dunking because they can on the victory that they won. And what I'm concerned about is that the Republicans are going to look at that and go, this is our new playbook if we want to win elections again. Very possible. But but I, I, again, I, I mean no disrespect of you, sir. I just don't see them having the, the gonads to do that. I just don't see Republicans stepping up the plate and swinging the baseball bat. I don't, I, I don't see it. I, I, I think that if you look at what's going on in Congress, unless the American people throw the bums out, now, there's another possibility, which I have written about. I haven't written about it in, in months, but I did write about it last year. What do you think about a convention of the states? I would love to see it. I think it's long overdue. But at the same time, is it realistically going to happen? But for me, I'm going with what can we actually achieve right now? And I look at Seattle. I look at the city I live in, and I look how the entire place is overrun with socialism and how they have destroyed this entire city and the voters still haven't woken up. New York, I mean, sorry, Seattle looks like New York in the 1970s and 80s right now. That's a scary, scary thing that you have this jewel of the Pacific Northwest that was completely flushed down the toilet. And yet the voters keep voting for the same people and people who are worse every single election cycle. So do I want a convention of the states? 100%. Do I think it's likely to happen? No. So if you don't have a convention of the states, how do you muster the support from the Republicans to get a spine? 
well, let's see what happened right now. They killed social media for us to get our message out. They're killing us on that. They took over the entire mainstream media. When we created our own media, they shut it down through Parler. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, there's not many options left, which is why I think they're going to resort to the tactics of the left, because they're going to be the wounded animal backed into the corner and have very few options left. Mm. Well, I would love to see Republicans fight. I really would. I would love to see them stand up. And, you know, I'm, I'm really getting tired of this line. Can't we just get along? No, we can't just get along. We're going to have to fight for what we believe in. And uh, and I, I hope that happens, but I'm... I'm not, I'm not convinced that it hasn't happened yet. And we've got a few people in Congress and in the Senate, but not, not anywhere near the majority. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I, I'm less, perhaps less optimistic that uh, we may have seen the best years of the United States of America. I think I, there's times I agree with you. I just hope you're not right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hope beyond hope that you're incorrect. Um, and I really wish we didn't have to resort to those tactics. That's not how I want to do this. You know, everybody wants politics to be like the West Wing. You know, everybody sits down, works out their problems, a little bit of drama here and there, but everybody works everything out. Politics isn't the West Wing. And unfortunately, I think more, we're more headed for a national divorce before we're headed towards any form of unity as the president has asked for. And what do, what does that divorce in your mind look like? I'd hate to imagine it. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that one side has all the guns. Um, I really don't. I really don't want to envision that. I hope we're not there yet. Are you surprised that more of the three hundred judges that Donald Trump has appointed have not been called on to go after Biden's executive orders? I think that you're going to see that more in the coming days. I think that right now, as we discuss the political theater, I think everybody's attention is focused on that. It's not focused on the things they should be doing. And I think once this little honeymoon first hundred days period or impeachment or whatever is over, that's when you're going to see everybody start ramping everything up. I think that the first thing they're going to tackle is the Keystone Pipeline. And I believe it was North Dakota that is already working on ways to circumvent and find way, you know, any way they can to get the Keystone Pipeline back, given the fact that it costs 60,000 jobs between the U.S. and Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting to me that, that uh, we, have a pre we have a president of the United States who, I wrote about this, who took 25,000 National Guard soldiers and nine-foot fences with concertina wire down Pennsylvania Avenue and Constitution Avenue to get him inaugurated. And there's still 10,000 troops in Washington because they're afraid of what might happen over the impeachment trial. And I'm looking at it, and, and, and the, the last Rasmussen poll, daily tracking poll that I saw for favorability rating is that Joe Biden is below 50%. Already. That was very yeah. quick. Yeah. When people have an armed occupation of a city, they don't like it so much. Look what happened in Seattle this summer, and that wasn't even the National Guard. That was Antifa activists. Amazing. So you live in Seattle? I do. I do. I'm getting ready to head on my radio show in just a few minutes, actually. <laughs> so what is, what is, what's going to happen to your city? I think it's going to hit rock bottom before anything gets better, and I don't know where rock bottom is. You would think that an armed occupation of a city would have been rock bottom, but for a lot of people it wasn't. 
And I don't know how much worse it gets. Eight percent of Seattle voted for Donald Trump. And I'm not saying Donald Trump is the be all and end all. I didn't vote for him the first time. I did vote for him the second time. But one of the reasons I voted for him the second time was just because the Democrats are so far off the rails. And I'm not sure how this recovers when you have one party rule. This is what happens. Nobody's held accountable. The corruption, the crime, it is out of control. And I don't know how it gets better unless it hits rock bottom and we still haven't gone there yet. Wow. And you don't know where rock bottom is. Wish I did. Wow. Amazing. Well, uh, as as we wrap up here with uh, w- w- with you, Ari, h- how do we how do we find you online and, and everything else, my friend? Thank you. I'm on all the social media platforms for now until they cancel me. But you can find me on Ari Hoffman Official on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at The Hoffather at Twitter. And, of course, check out my articles at ThePostMillennial.com. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate the time. Thanks for doing this, my friend. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, guys. Feel free to call. Appreciate Thank it. You. Now, uh, we have got a, a little bit of time left here on our, on our big program. And um, so... IQ, listening to all this today, uh, what, what, what are some of your thoughts on, on what's going on? The depression of what is happening to America is really catastrophic. I mean, I feel depressed about it. Let's put it this way. And as Ori said, he can't, he can't even imagine where the bottom is. Well, I already think the bottom is already here. I honestly believe the only solution is for Trump to come back with the Patriots, a third party, because as Dan said, sometimes life is wonderful, don't have the spine. and sometimes they it's not. The spine Cherish up. the good, but, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Well, I do. I, At I Private Healthcare, we provide the peace of mind you deserve. With Private Healthcare, you'll get the coverage you want and healthcare you need. If your employer doesn't supply healthcare coverage and you don't qualify for Medicare or Medicaid, you need to give us a call right now. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-913-8914. That's 800-913-8914. 800-913-8914. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Moving can be one of the most stressful things you'll ever do. And at Moving APT, we specialize in taking the stress and strain out of your move. 
Whether you have a one-bedroom apartment or a 10-bedroom mansion, you can feel safe and confident that moving APT will get the job done. On time, hassle-free, and at the guaranteed lowest price. That's right, we will meet or beat any quote. That's our price match guarantee. At Moving APT, we never sacrifice quality or service. Licensed, bonded, and insured, you always get the best price. So if you're planning an out-of-state move within the next 30 to 60 days and you need a full-service moving company, you owe it to yourself to give us a call. We do it all, packing all your belongings, moving and unpacking. Leave the stress and strain behind and call Moving APT, America's number one interstate movers, now. For a free quote, give us a call. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. 800-209-9350. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-378-8005 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-378-8005. That's 800-378-8005. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. We are live here at uh, JiggyJaguar.com, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world, iHeartRadio as well, and we have uh, a tremendous, tremendous program for you today, and uh, you can download our past podcasts as well on iHeartRadio and TalkShoe. We have got IQ, Al Rizzoli, the best-selling author with us today. We also have uh, the incredible uh, Dan Perkins, or as uh, a PR person likes to refer to him as, dangerous Dan Perkins. And uh, we have a financial and media analyst with us today, the editor of the Extreme Value, a monthly investment advisory that focuses on some of the safest and yet most profitable stocks on the market. He's also the host of the Stansberry and Investor Hour podcast. The great Dan Ferris joins us today. You can get more information on InvestorHour.com. And uh, so, Dan, uh, Dan Ferris, you you have got this incredible uh, topic today. Is Biden stepping into the second Great Recession? Uh, tell us a little bit about this, and then we'll let the uh, let the guys ask you some questions and uh, and grill you on this. Uh, actually, you know what, you guys, you're you're breaking up. I I can hardly hear you. I'm so sorry. Not 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 a problem. I'll try to fix it on my end, my friend. So tell us about is Biden stepping into a second great recession? We don't know that, and we don't have to know. We don't have to predict it. I doubt that he's going to be the cause of it if it occurs. But what he's doing potentially is setting a precedent that could get us to back to a place we haven't been for decades, which is kind of bad inflation, in my opinion. We found out that QE, the Federal Reserve, etc., will not cause inflation by doing QE. But you can cause real inflation 
through these fiscal uh, policies, if you print enough money and put enough stimulus out there, you will push prices up eventually. Dan Perkins, jump in there, my friend. Thank you. Um, I've been managing money for about 50 years, and I've been through, I didn't, I didn't go through the Great Recession in 29. I wasn't quite born yet, but I've been through everyone since then. Um, I, would, I would say that I, I, I have certain keys that I look about economic growth and inflation. One of the keys is the price of gold. It's down about $200 an ounce from its peak. And it's about where it was uh, two years ago at, at around $1,800 an ounce. Number two, I look at the yield spread between the 90-day and the 30-year treasury. The 90-day treasury this morning was three basis points, effectively zero. Money market mutual funds are paying one basis point, which you can't count because it costs more money to print the check for one basis points than to, than, than to get it. So that the Fed, and the Fed told us last week that they're probably on hold till 2022 to 2023. So the Fed's not going to raise interest rates. The Fed doesn't have much room to go down um, and uh, to, to create a situation where we may see negative interest rates that we saw in the last Great Recession in Europe, and, and he even here for a while. Um, I'm trying, I agree with you that the element of debt that we're putting on uh, is 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 a problem, and I think that that's where Mr. Biden will in fact be responsible for creating the next recession as he continues to spend like four drunken sailors and spends everything he possibly can. I mean, when you think about it, I wrote wrote a commentary. I write for about thirty different blogs. Jim says I write for too many, but there's always room for one more. Um, I just finished a commentary and I said. If you look at the stimulus, the quote 2000 that went down to 1400 because Trump already gave him the 600. If you look at the the poverty line in the United States, the uh, the government says it's a, about twenty three thousand, twenty four thousand dollars. So a fourteen hundred dollar stimulus payment won't even cover the monthly expenses for the poorest of us. In the country. So that means one of two things. And I think it means we're going to see bigger and bigger stimulus payments to deal with that. The, the House is studying right now, I think between $32 and $3,600 cash payment per child as a stimulus. So I don't think that, that $1,400, $2,000 a month, or $2,000 is going to do anything to help overly stimulate the economy because the people at the high end are not going to get it. The people at low end are, are not going to have enough to cover them for the next month. And what are they going to do in March? So there has to be a lot more stimulus coming, a lot more, much bigger numbers. And I think that that's what could, in your case, lead to a situation where we, we, we got the ratio of debt to GDP right now is more than one to one. 
and it could go much, much higher. What do you think? Well, I, I, that all makes sense to me. Look, we, we know we know that you, the more debt they bring on, and from this point forward, with the ratio of where we are versus GDP, from this point forward, bringing on more debt means it's less and less productive. It has less and less effect. And they've already come out of the gate with one, you know, we came out of the gate with one two trillion stimulus. This one is 1.9. You, you, if you want to really do that, if you want to keep doing this, you have to do more and more and more. It's, it's the dynamic of an addict. So, mm -hmm. and, but these things are no substitute for real economic activity. So you're right. What's next? Right. What's after March? Well, you know, I, I, I did, as I was writing this article, I did some research because I really wanted to find out if this 1.9 trillion goes through plus the other, we're, we're approaching $6 trillion of stimulus in the last 14 months that we, we, we have passed, but we've only given away half of it. So why are we, why are we adding another 1.9 billion when we still have half of what we appropriated before that still hasn't been distributed? Um, and I think that there's a, there's a terrible, terrible deception game going here. And I'll, I'll, I'll help you understand what I'm saying. Uh, Biden has talking about we need this $1.9 trillion to, to, to protect the people and to, and to attack the virus. Moderna and Pfizer both tell us that they're charging the federal government for the two-dose regiment of their vaccine, $40. If you take that Joe Biden says he wants to vaccinate 300 million people, you take 300 million double doses of the vaccine and you wind up spending $12 billion. What I want to figure out is what is the other $1.88 two trillion dollars for and we can't find out we don't know i did find where there's 1.4 billion to go into this country and half a billion going to the other country but we don't know what it's going for but billions and billions of dollars are leaving the united states and going to foreign nations for unknown specified reasons so uh i i think that the, the he's not telling us the truth he's not telling us what's really going on and I suspect someday we'll find out just how much pork is in the $1.9 trillion. Yeah, it's record pork would, would surprise no one in this. We know how they do these things. They, you know, they pass them so they can find out what's in them, in, the, in Pelosi's popular phrase. And this will be no different. You're absolutely right. This will be no different. And it'll be, since it's 10 times bigger, it'll be 10 times worse. Absolutely. So do you... Are you are you in the camp? Not saying with me, but are you in the camp that they have no choice but to ask for more and more stimulus? And asking for more and more debt is what create will ultimately create inflation against the currency and bring the economy down. Is that your scenario? Is that a fair assessment? That is right about where I am. Yeah, that's right about okay. where I am. And we Do you don't have keys that you go ahead. Do you have keys that you watch for like I do? Or do you have different keys? Well, Triggers. no. I, I, no, no I, I'm not. 
I, no, I, I'm not that systematic as you are about macro items. I, I don't, I don't trust most of these things to tell me what's going to happen substantially before it happens. And I don't think I need to as an investor either. I say prepare, so, don't predict. That's, that's, that's what my mantra. So what would you be recommending your clients to be buying today? Well, the basic framework that we've been working with for a couple of years now is what I would call real diversification or true diversification. Most people think they own stocks and bonds are diversified, and I would disagree with that. Right. Um, I agree. The ultimate, the real diversifier, the ultimate diversifier in a real crisis is cash. Because all the rest of that stuff, you know, all the models go out the window and the correlations all go to one and your gold falls, your silver falls, your stocks fall, your, you know, it all goes out the window. So if you don't have cash, enough cash, I don't think you can be said to be truly diversified. That's the first one. In addition to your stocks and bonds, don't sell them all and head for the hills, right? You want to stake in continuing growth and continuing innovation. You, you don't want to get rid of that, but you want plenty of cash. You also want something which I would say is relatively outside of that regime. Gold, silver, even Bitcoin a little bit wouldn't hurt you. Uh, and then I would also encourage, I also encourage my readers to make it personal. Figure out what you know something about maybe that other folks don't know. I mean, I heard one guy, he learned all about investing in whiskey and casks in Scotland and this sort of thing. So there are different ways to allocate capital that can be a lot more personal in that regard. And then that, that other framework is my basic framework. And we've recommended equities. We've recommended stocks like, you know, Constellation brands. People aren't drinking in restaurants, but they're drinking just as much. They're just doing it at home now. So that on-premises demand, you know, shifted into the home. Things like that. So if you if you look at your portfolio, let's let's just say that a person had a quarter of a million dollar portfolio. In your mind, what percentage should be in cash? At this point, twenty percent. Okay, I'm a little I'm a little more conservative than you are. I'm twenty five to thirty five, but that's okay. That's okay. we're we're close. Yeah, I've established and, twenty as a minimum, so just put it that way. And are you are you more inclined to do bills or commercial paper or what? Um, I would I would be more inclined to do bills. I'm not inclined to do commercial paper. You don't want, at least with the bills, you know, you don't get counterparty risk and that sort of thing. Absolutely. And you got the ultimate, whatever it's worth, the full faith and credit guarantee of the government. Whatever it's worth. Exactly. Yeah. It's, a lot more, think, it's a lot more liquid. Do you think that a lot of people, um, we had a, a an incredible year in 2020. We saw the market collapse hit bottom on March the 9th or 10th, and then roared not only all the way back to where it was before the pandemic struck, but went way above it. So we didn't have a lot of fear selling because it was so quickly to respond. Um, do you think people have too much risk in their portfolios today? Well, I have to answer probably yes. You know, when, when you see, um you, know, you just see some of these crazy things that we've seen in the press, you know, the GameStop episode, or even a stock like, uh, just pick one, like Riot Blockchain or something like that. I mean, those charts are ballistic missiles. They're straight up. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's, not, that's not rational. 
It's not reasonable. So I, you, you raise an interesting point when you talked about GameStop. Um, I, I have been in this business for 50 years. And I've traded stocks all over the world. And bonds all over the world. And commodities all over the world. And I, I look at the, what happens... Uh, how institutional investors, uh, long and short hedge funds, just pound the hell out of a stock uh, because they've got a short position and do everything. I, I won't mention the name of the stock, but I saw a research report this morning that was full of, well, I'm not sure, maybe it could be, but I wouldn't count on it, the kind of stuff, um, with a company that just blew away earnings but my guess is they were probably short and they, so the GameStop, I thought that the GameStop issue, and I saw this article uh, yesterday where um, this 21 year old kid put a hundred thousand, hundred dollars and wound up making $200,000 in a game, a GameStop trading. What happened was to me is that we had a revolt by individual investors against institutional investors and the institutional investors didn't have enough money to fight off the individual investors. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I think that is a big part of what happened. Yes. It was a, yeah, it's a classic short squeeze. Um, you know, and, and the, the, the other narrative, I think, um, you know, you, you can, you can read things on Reddit that say, pretty much exactly that. But, uh, you know, I think part of it too, look, um, it, uh, I hate to paint things with a too broad a brush, but, you know, the folks on Reddit buying GameStop and paying 100, 200, 300, even $400 for it, you, you can't, you can't say they know what they're doing. You just can't. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And, and the folks, uh, in, in, you know, Citadel or wherever else, uh, Melvin Capital, who are shorting the thing, are probably right about it, right? They sold the AT&T stores. The rest of it is just not worth that much. And it's probably going to zero at some point. It, mm -hmm. it doesn't even exist. So, you know, um, one day these Reddit people get together and they say, oh, this stock is cheap and it's gone up a bunch already. And and Mike Burry liked it. And, and here it was $3 and now it's six and now it's 12 and, and they get into a frenzy and by goodness, they have enough money to shove the thing around because it's only got a few hundred million in market cap. And before right. you know it, it's worth 12 billion because Melvin Capital is losing 53% one month and all the rest of them. So it, yeah, it was crazy. And, now, and you see where it is today though, right? I mean, it's just- I didn't see, I haven't, I haven't seen it today yet. What? Uh, last time I looked at it, but well, it wasn't today, it might've been yesterday, it was 50 bucks or something from okay. a 52 week high of 480. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and when I see things like even, you know, Riot Blockchain is just kind of a company that lots of people are excited about because it has the word blockchain in it. Uh, and the same ballistic action in a stock like that, look, we, we know how this ends. It doesn't go up and then sideways. It goes straight up and it goes straight back down. And the right. more of these you see, you know, the, the toppier it all feels to me. So when I when you look at charts and you look at stocks that have gone have gone up six hundred percent or or something since the first of the year, 
You take a game stock, but but one area that has really really exploded in price appreciation are the green energy stocks. The green energy ETF funds are buying them like crazy because the belief is that the Joe Biden is going to do a lot of damage against the fossil fuel industry and alternative alternative energy companies are perhaps undervalued in in what they could be doing as we change the economy from a fossil fuel to um, whatever green means. Right. So you have to ask yourself um, how much, you know, how much um, real growth is baked into any one of these stocks or, or all of them together. How much of that is just people rotating to the next thing to get excited about? And to me, it looks like that, you know, manic, toppy rotation type of a thing. However, there, there are real questions here. Like in 20 or 30 years, how much renewable are we going to have? I mean, I, I personally, I'm not crazy about renewable technologies. I think they're really sloppy and kind of dirty. Solar panels are made of toxic waste. You want to carpet the landscape with toxic waste? I don't get it. But a lot of other people seem to be seem to be buying them you know utilities buy them and they get credits for it so there could be something real here and there could be this manic moment now you know just think of the internet it was crazy in 1999 and 2000 absolutely then it all washed out over you know 20 years and the real businesses came to light and all the frauds went out of business and the duds and the zeros right and 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 a lot of these things, you know, the blockchain thing could wind up that way. It's crazy now. In 10 years, whatever's valuable might, might be left. It might be really cool. And the same thing with renewable. It's crazy now, but in 10 or 20 or who knows, 50, I don't know, years, whatever's really valuable might be left. And, and you might do well to try to figure it out as soon as possible. I heard this story this past week, which shocked me. You might have heard about it. Um, the propellers on the windmills are not recyclable. They're being, they're being buried in Wyoming. They can't recycle them. They have to bury them to get rid of them. Right, right. And, and, you know, in the first place, they're made of steel, which, of course, is an alloy of iron and carbon, you Mm -hmm. know, coal and iron. So, you know, the, the whole thing gets a little weird. Uh, and even just the electric vehicles is another one, you know. I think we're probably going to be driving a hell of a lot more electric vehicles in 10 years. Um, but that's a little crazy, too, isn't it, with Tesla? I saw this, saw this interview by the Assistant Secretary on Energy Policy for the Biden administration last week. Mm-hmm. And she was talking... <laughs> She was talking about electric cars and the report they were standing in front of a tesla car and so the reporter said to her so where does the power come from to charge the battery and she says in the wall yeah it comes from the wall and so (laughs) he asked her another question and she said well um where does that where does the energy come out of the wall from and she said I think the county government. She wouldn't admit 
that the energy that's charging the battery in the electric car is either coming from coal or natural gas power plants. Right. right. And, and it, either she was stupid or refused to answer the question because she knew that she was putting herself in a very awkward position. And, you know, we're, uh, the other issue that, as we talked about the windmills, the blades, and the electric cars in a Tesla, the cost to replace a battery yeah. is $25,000. Yeah. That's a hell of a spare part. <laughs> um, and, and on top of that, what do you do with the battery once you take it out of the car? How do you dispose of it? Right. That's the one that kills me because of all this. You know, they're, they're claiming it's all environmentally motivated. And, um, and the fact is that it's real hard to figure out any kind of way to make anything that doesn't have some waste associated. The universe just doesn't work that way. Right, right. right. <laughs> so what do you what do you what is your outlook for 2021 for the markets? What do you think is going to happen? Well, uh, again, I'm not a predictor. I'm a preparer. And I would say prepare 2021 and even beyond for a continued sort of wider range of outcomes. You know, pre prepare for higher volatility in most asset prices, especially equities and bonds. Lots of volatility in both of those. And, and like I said, be, be truly diversified because that's, uh, I think that's more important than ever. I really do. One of the, Jim, how much time do we have? Uh, I, I, I believe we've got a, a little bit more time here with Dan, but before he's got to go. So if you've got like one, okay, one or two more questions here, I'll just, I'll just ask one more. Um, there's something that's going on that I don't understand, and, and maybe you can shed us some light. For some reason, the mainstream American media has forgotten what's going on in the rest of the world. <laughs> I mean, when's the last time you heard a report about COVID-19 in, in England or France or Germany or South Africa, other than to say that the South African virus uh, is the uh, AstraZeneca drug apparently is not going to work against it. So now they're scrambling to try and figure out how they reconfiguration. But what do you see happening in the rest of the world? In the rest of the world? Well, that's... That that uh, encompasses quite a bit of territory. <laughs> and, but, um, but really, I, essentially the question is, is XUS, right? So what, it, what do you do about um, with, with your money that involves you know, something outside the US? And I say, this is actually a decent time to look at things like um, you know, traditional emerging markets, um, even emerging market debt, Things like that. Um, we don't have. I don't have any specific picks on this right now. We're just sort of. We, we tend to have a U.S. centric audience, and and we rarely recommend securities outside the U.S. But I think for the first time, we're probably, we're probably looking at markets outside the U.S. other than Canada or or London that we've recommended in the past, um, simply because. That's where the better value is, frankly overall. Okay. The U.S. is, is just has been the only alternatives, it seems, for years now 
And that idea is getting overdone, especially with all the things we're talking about with, that Biden's doing and, and what that means for the situation fiscally. And um, you, you can't, you can, I don't believe you can any longer just be, you know, like Warren Buffett says, it, you, you don't need to go outside the U.S. I don't think that's true anymore. I think you do. Thank you so much for your insight. Yes, yes. Um, but before we let you go, Dan, uh, IQL Rizzoli, do you have any uh, questions for Mr. Ferris while we, while we have I, him here? Are you serious? I enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> to both of them. <laughs> I don't have enough money to spend and buy, and so I'm very comfortable where I am. <laughs> it's a pleasure listening to you. Thank you. Well, uh, well, well, Daniel Ferris, before we let you go, how do we get all your material and the podcasts and everything else, my friend? Yeah, the best place to find me is at the Stansbury Investor Podcast. Investorout.com is the place to find me there. Um, or stansberryinvestor.com. You can also find me there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.